Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're picking up where we left off in the Gospel of Matthew today, chapter 22, starting in verse 15. Then the Pharisees met together to plot how to trap Jesus into saying something for which he would be arrested. They sent some of their disciples, along with the supporters of Herod, to meet with him. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. You teach the way of God truthfully. You are impartial and don't play favorites. Now tell us what you think about this. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus knew their evil motives. You hypocrites, he said. Why are you trying to trap me? Here, show me a coin used for the tax. Then they handed him a Roman coin, and he asked, Whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well then, he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. His reply amazed them, and they went away. It's another trap, and this is not the last trap that Jesus is going to be dealing with as he addresses not just the Pharisees, but the Sadducees and the teachers of religious law as he spends time in the temple right before the Passover festival in the city of Jerusalem. They want Jesus silenced. They even want him dead. They are willing to go that far in order to silence him, to maintain the peace with the Romans, and to maintain control and power and authority over the Jewish people, the people that they are fellow members of. They are not the only arresting power that's available, and they recognize this because, you know, what happens to them if they arrest somebody who's as popular as Jesus, they're going to lose a lot of popularity. They are going to be in a lot of disfavor with their fellow countrymen. So it would be beneficial if we could figure out a way to have the Romans do it. And this is what not just the teachers of the law, but also the supporters of Herod, right? This is the Herod that's going to have Jesus on trial here in a few days. But supporters of Herod and these other disciples of the Pharisees come and try and trap Jesus with this question dealing with Roman tax. And it's kind of humorous and kind of just a little annoying, even if we're being honest, about the amount of pampering and overindulging that they go to, the lengths that they go to praise Jesus and his character. And this is how you've acted. And man, it's great having you here. Hey, we've got a question, right? And uh, they, they they come up and you have to ask them, you have to ask this question here. Do they believe a word of what they're saying about who Jesus is and his character? No, probably not. Not really anyway. They come to him here with this question that is going to force him to be partial, which is kind of funny because they celebrate the fact that we recognize you as one who always speaks the truth and you're impartial. So, hey, we've got a question that's going to force you to take sides. You try and stay objective as possible. We're going to force you into this question. And they ask him, right, who do we pay the tax? Is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Now, the Jewish people at this point look at this coin as bearing an image of Caesar, and they would view this as a practice of idolatry, that you should have no graven image. And they do not appreciate the fact that they have to pay this tax to Rome. And there's some Jews that would say, no, we're not going to pay the tax at all. Here's the trap, right? If Jesus says, stop paying taxes, he makes enemies of the Romans. The Romans are not going to be too fond of a man saying, yeah, go ahead and stop paying taxes. At the same time, Jesus is going to make enemies of the Jews if he says, go ahead and pay taxes to Rome. Either way he answers, it's a trap and he's going to make the right kind of enemies because if he offends the Romans, they can arrest him. If they offend the Jews, then the Jews are not going to be 
too out of sorts if the Jewish people arrest him, if the Pharisees tell the temple guards to go and capture Jesus. They're not really worried about the Roman money, though, right? These these supporters of Herod and these disciples of the Pharisees, because they're able to produce a coin pretty handily, pretty quickly for Jesus to use in this moment. Jesus, in response here, diffuses the trap by supporting the payment of taxes to the government. But he also uses this as a teaching opportunity, and he teaches this really interesting point, is that just like the coin bears an image of the person, in this case, Caesar, people are bearers of an image as well. And it's God's image. They are this, the terminology that we would use is the imago Dei, the, the bearers of the image of God, all the way back to creation. God creates man on the sixth day saying he creates man in his own image, in God's own image. In the image of God, he creates them. Whoever is in charge here, government speaking in the terms of government, whether that's a foreign power or an ungodly government, it is still prudent and still proper to pay taxes to them. It is still a source of authority. And it calls back to another uh, another commandment that God gives, right? Honoring your father and mother. Now, the government is not your father or mother, but it is still an authority figure, much like your parents are. And all authority comes from God. So yes, it is proper for you to pay taxes to the government. But there are other responsibilities that you as people, as image bearers of God, have. There are other responsibilities that you can take on, such as taking care of the sick and the downtrodden and those that are lost for justice and to speak out against injustice and to love the outcast and to be good stewards of what you have. All of these come into play as the image bearers of God and to treat people, the fellow people around you, as similar, likewise, image bearers. Jesus diffuses the trap and teaches at the same time, which is why people are amazed and are left astonished that these people uh, thought they had a foolproof, foolproof trap, and yet Jesus was able to take the opportunity to teach them more about what is proper and right and good. So our takeaway question today, in what ways can you give to God what belongs to him? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.